Welcome to the Moon Over the Trees Music and Theater Productions podcast, bringing people together through collaboration, creativity, and community all through the arts. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm your host, Maureen Buscarino, and I hope to inspire you and to help you discover amazing music and artists from around the world. I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest. Anyone who's met Martha Gallagher has witnessed her sense of adventure. Martha is the kind of person who says yes to life. She didn't start out as a harpist, but fell in love with the instrument just as she was finishing college. She even built her first harp. She studied music, arranging, performance, and recording in college. Sang in jazz and rock bands and played folk guitar and classical flute. Her love of singing with the harp and playing with the voice of the harp highlights the versatility of the instrument going from flowing peaceful music to playing jazz, blues, and rock along with improvising on the instrument. She finds inspiration everywhere, in in the woods and the mountains of the Adirondacks, in the waves crashing on the shore, in the thyme from her garden that she uses to make focaccia bread, and even in scrap wood that she noticed at the Dusty Strings Harp Workshop. At the end of our interview, Martha leads us in a guided meditation. The background music is one of Martha's Just a Moment music compositions, and we'll talk about that in the interview as well. It was a really nice way to end our interview and to remind everyone to take a few moments every day for yourself to recharge. This interview was recorded on June 4th of 2020, so sit back and enjoy. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Maureen? Good, thanks. It's good to see you. Great to see you, too. You look fabulous. You've been, um, have you been teaching distance like online teaching i i have but some of my students they're not really into it especially like the teenagers because they're right that's what they're doing all day long is they're right. you know so the last thing i want to do is stare at the screen again so Boy, i get that yeah. yeah how about you do you have a lot of online students too or um no not a lot at this time so that's good i've just been um stepped in to help out my church uh when you know, first it was the, the, the first thing was, oh, they're, they can't have more than, you know, whatever it was, 10 people in the sanctuary. So I had all the equipment from having done my seasons of the harp to do live streaming. Oh, really? So I said, well, I'll, you know, come in and facilitate a live stream. And we did one, one of those. And by the fall, by that afternoon, the governor had said, that's it. No meeting of Wow. anything right so um so we went to zoom worship and i've been the facilitator for that so i've spent a lot of time on zoom <laughs> and i get it it's like oh no <laughs> but i've had it's you know it's it's better now that's just the first you know month or so it just seemed like every moment i turned around i was like no i, I was my goal was to spend less time on the computer yeah well thankfully we have it so we could I know. Yeah. I know. So it's so yeah. funny. Like some of the students I, I work with, they're like talking to each other on the phone now. You know, how they usually like text each other and they're like, this Ooh. is so weird. Like talking on the phone. We're like, yeah, that's what we used to do. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't even walk around the house when we yeah, did it because I, we were attached to the to wall. The co- 
<laughs> so they're just like, this is so weird talking on the phone. I'm like, I, I don't even know, like, what, what to, to say. say to that one. <laughs> So, yeah, they're they're like, you know, sort of enjoying it. They're getting sick of texting. So I'm like, yeah, well, cool. I expect they're uh, really missing actually hearing voices. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know what's going on in the theater program next year. And so I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to write some things that can be adapted to either a radio show or like a Zoom. Some some like playwrights are really they're redoing their plays to make it like zoom friendly <laughs> so either it'll be like old time radio show or it'll be you know <laughs> like a zoom kind of thing so, <laughs> so well so that see. sounds like an interesting challenge for you <laughs> it will be it definitely will be so we'll see if it's just the kids that are allowed on stage and no audience or yeah you know how we're going to do that so wow because the wow. kids are already I mean, you know and everything changes like so fast that you could plan all you want now, but yep. you know, tomorrow it could be all completely different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then I have a, I'm working on an album with a friend of mine in Berlin that should be coming out oh. in a couple months. It's, um, I don't know if you know, like Steve McQueen and like the, all like the bullet movie that, you know, that whole seventies kind of funk sort of. Yeah. So that's basically what the album is based around. So it's almost like a m- funk soul soundtrack and then he wanted me to do like a couple of harp things on it like an alice coltrane kind of thing oh how cool so yeah how cool yeah yeah so the intro music oh. to the podcast is one of the pieces that oh, I, okay i wondered about that yeah so i came up with very like, cool thanks how about you you sound like you're keeping busy too with all your i like the harp oh. for a day thing yeah gratitude that's cool yeah i just started doing that a couple of weeks ago and you know i just wanted to um do something you know when when you know, isolation period, lockdown came and, um, you know, the, the kind of immediate reaction is like, Oh, gotta do something. Gotta do something. And then I was like, no, 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 no. Cause like immediately you probably notice this too. Like, you know, the social media internet was just like jam packed with stuff yeah. going on, which was really cool. Yeah. But at the same time I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so noisy. So, um, I said, I'll just, I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy what, people are doing and then see where what do I you know what am I feeling now what Mm. and what do I feel like doing and so I really wanted to just do something that would be fun um having a a, you know schedule to do something once a week was like I could handle that (laughs) oh yeah 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 and uh and it's just really fun and I just look for things during my week of little things in my daily life that I'm you know grateful for Mm. and then see how it expresses itself in music so how how did you come up with your gratitude project? Okay, so we start with the word gratitude, obviously. And I felt that that was, um, when I focus on gratitude, especially if I like start end my day with just thinking about it, you know, anything, big, small, whatever, um, it, it puts me in a better mental, physical, spiritual space. Um, so I've been doing that for a while, and especially during this pandemic time, I found it was so easy. You know, all I had to do was hear like five minutes of news, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, somewhere down in the mud. And so I thought, oh, gratitude, gratitude, yes, keep that in, keep that in you, Martha. And I remembered a friend of mine has a, um, he's a chef, 
and he his website is gratifood. Oh, neat. And so I was just playing with the word. I was like, oh, I wonder how you could use that gratitude. Gratitude. Oh, gratitude. Sure. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. So each tune is like I say, it's music, new music born of gratitude. And then I was like, okay, I need a schedule. So gratitude Tuesday. So I'll do it on Tuesdays. And that's how it was born. And the first piece was just, um, it's called Golden Green. And uh, these are easy, easy pieces. Like, you know, they're, they're just meant to be simple, uncomplicated pieces. Um, and probably like a, a level of player would be advanced beginner on up to play them. And that was the first one was a very you know, contemplative piece, golden green, just thinking about the sunlight in May mm. in the Northeast on green, green, green stuff, you know, trees, grass, everything. And then the second one was the mask makers jig mm. because I had all these people making masks and I <laughs> yeah. am so domestically challenged <laughs> that they, some friends took pity on me and made masks for me and my family. And I just thought, you know, it's like gotta be so cool to feel good to be like feel comfortable with your sewing skills mm. and be doing something that is so um, uh, means something uh, big. And so then the jig, I just thought a oh, jig seems like, you know, if I could really sew, I'd probably sew in jig form. <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably like, if they could play the harp like you, that we'd, they would do a jig. <laughs> Right. There you go. But I thought it'd be fun. And I don't, I don't play a lot of Celtic music. I love it, but I don't play a lot of it. And so for me, it was also a challenge hmm. to, you know, think in that way and play that way. So that was really fun. So it was kind of a self-teaching thing as well. And then my last piece, uh, which is called Time to Ponder. And it was because I was, I decided I was going to make focaccia bread the other day. And it needed fresh time. And I don't know if you've ever done fresh time. Oh, sure. but like, little leaves <laughs> that just take off all those woody stalks. Mm. And so, and it was just so, I don't know, it slowed me down. I was really mindful. Mm. And the smell of time oh, was coming yeah. up. And I was thinking, you know, that's something that I have, I have been doing while in lockdown is I've had time to ponder mm. things. Um, life, the universe, and everything. Yes. So uh, Time to Ponder came out. I love it. Yeah, I've yeah. been listening to, to your your compositions too, and I'm really enjoying them, especially the ones that have you at the beach too with the waves like oh, crashing. Yeah. And I love doing that. Yeah, I was, I was at the beach just before um, the lockdown started I was I mean I was headed home anyway but uh, I had a month and a half on a beautiful beach in southwest Florida mm. then I go out like at six in the morning and take my my portable harp out and I mean that the first time I walked down to the beach so I had the harp you know it has a strap and I have it wearing it basically and, <clears throat> and I'd practice walking with the harp inside so I could actually do it but, you know, walking down, I find like, oh, I'm noticing um, like where my, what my feet are doing more hmm. because I'm not looking where I'm going or I'm looking, maybe I'm looking at the harp or I'm thinking about playing, but it made me realize like, oh, I became much more aware of what, what like the temperature and the texture of the things my feet were on, you know, the boardwalk, the sand. Um, and then to walk 
into the water while playing a harp, like not stop at the edge and have to sit down to play my harp, but just to just start walking into the water up to my knees was like this just amazing experience. And it totally turned like my creativity on its head and, and it opened up a whole conduit uh, to new, new music explorations for me. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's just fun playing at the beach. I mean, it's beautiful and the birds around, there's dolphins and people stop to talk to you and it's oh, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I get the, the and you get the waves to accompany you yeah. as you're playing. Yeah. Isn't that better than yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but yeah. So is that part of the reason why you wanted to get a smaller harp that you could walk around with? So you could. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, I did. Um, I started with a small harp way back it was actually a harp that I made when I realized I was not a harp maker didn't have the the patience genes for that um but I I liked it and then of course I I wanted more strings I thought if I had a bigger harp with more strings I'd be a better player and and so I did eventually buy um you know, a professionally made harp, which I totally loved. And I don't know that it made me a better player. It just expanded the, you know, the range of notes that I had and, and did lots of different things. And I loved that and wasn't interested at all in the small harp for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I want to be mobile. <laughs> I want to walk in the woods. I want to take a harp to the mountain here where mm -hmm. I live in the Adirondack mountains. I want to take it to the beach. And that's what I did. And it was interesting because the harp maker, when I told him what I was going to do with his harp, he was like, well, I don't think my warranty is going to cover this. <laughs> I said, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm not concerned about that. It's not your, whatever I do is mm -hmm. my own doing. And, and, you know, it's, it's actually the harp the harps that I have have lasted really well. Mm. So. Oh, like your orphan harp from Dusty Strings. Right. Which is a gorgeous harp. That's a gorgeous harp. And that yeah. one I'm not so mobile with, mm. but I love playing one. That's my, that's my primary performance harp. And it's a harp that has uh, been the basis for uh, a lot of my music. I think each, each harp you, one plays given like how many strings it has, mm. where, how tall is it? I noticed when I went from a taller harp to a shorter one, I became much more adept with my lever changes because the levers were in my line of sight as opposed to over my head. Hmm. I was like, oh, wow, I never thought of that. String spacing on a harp makes such a difference. You know, you go from a harp with a little wider string spacing to one with a little smaller string spacing, and suddenly you find you're, instead of playing an octave, you're playing a ninth, mm. you know, and you're doing jazz instead right. of whatever you thought you were doing before. So I love that every every different harp is a teacher. Oh, yeah. I mean, I started on piano. I've been playing that for ever. Um, and then that I could play tenths on the harp because I can't, my hands are too small to do that on the piano. Right. So, <laughs> you know, like... I know a Beethoven is like, I don't care. I wrote it that way. Figure it out. So you're like rolling, but on the harp, I can actually get the tense in. And it's so, right. it's so nice, like those harmonies and all too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like listening to the instrument is huge. And right. then you wrote a composition for the orphan harp. I did. I did. It's called The Orphan's Odyssey. And the, the story of the harp is that I was, um, I was out on the Pacific Northwest 
doing a tour, and this is a number of years ago now, I think, I don't, uh, maybe 2011. And I was in Seattle and <clears throat> Ray Moores and Sue Moores of Dusty Strings taking me for a tour of their workshop, which is quite large and really interesting. I mean, I'd never seen like harps being made like that. And it was really cool to see what goes into making these beautiful instruments that we play. And as we're going around, there's this one part where there was a wall of shelves of all these harp pieces. And I'm like, Ray, what, what is that? And he said, oh, those are the orphans. I go, what do you mean? And he said, well, we, we usually build, you know, each harp is built out of like the one, one piece of wood that comes in and they, you know, they cut it, dry, they dry it, cut it and everything. And so the harp, the finished harp matches um, aesthetically, you know, matches in its, um, uh, the grain and the color and everything. And also acoustically, it matches all the pieces, um, you know, match. He said, but sometimes when we're ready to build a harp, there's, you know, one of the pieces we're going to use isn't good enough. So um, we keep the good parts thinking we'll match them up, but we never do. Mm. And he thought that was the end of the conversation. And I'm like, whoa, wouldn't it be cool to make an orphan harp? And you could use like different kinds of wood. And I got them all excited about it. And we went to the, to the actual craftsman and they were like, no, I'm not going to do that. And the, actually the biggest thing, which I didn't realize, again, it's the, each piece of wood responds differently to sound waves. Mm. So, and it's not just maple responds differently from um, cherry. It's this piece of maple responds differently than this piece of maple from another tree mm. and so they were afraid that by putting different pieces together that it would create perhaps weird overtones or sound strange um, but I didn't want to give up on that and neither did Ray so eventually I think it took about a year wow. they built this orphan harp for me and um, then when they sent it to me I just kind of got this message through the ether that that and I don't I never named my harps before. And this one said, I have a name and my name is Hope. Hmm. And I was like, wow. So, um, so I thought having a story like that with this beautiful harp, and I wanted to try writing a suite for harp and orchestra. And I thought, well, there's a good story, the story of this orphan harp. So um, I started on that process and um, I wrote the, I had the vision of the whole suite and I wrote out the harp parts and I sketched out what the orchestra would be doing, but I really, I didn't have any experience in actually orchestrating. So I found a professional orchestrator to do that. And we worked very closely for many months mm. and it was a really cool process. And the finished uh, piece was really wonderful. I've only had the opportunity to perform it once mm. live but uh, I had a young woman in Colorado wanted to play one of the movements. Mm. And so she did that in concert, which I got to see via, you know, a video, which I thought was really cool. Oh, awesome. But I just love the idea that, you know, the harp had a story, the harp has a voice. We put it in this context, um, which I had not, um, I played as a soloist with symphonies before, but um, not doing something like that. So it was one of these experiences where I said, Oh, I know. I'll write this suite for harp and symphony. And, you know, and not really thinking through like what that might involve, which is 
a good thing because it probably would have stopped me. But instead, it was just another one of the, the many adventures I've yeah. had with the harp. That would be a great children's book, too, about Hope the Harp and how she came to be. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, I'm writing do, do, that do down it. Now. I would love it. I would read it. <laughs> I would like, get right. it for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Hope the Harp. <laughs> Just find out where the trees came from, where the, you know, who built it and what songs it, she sings and ooh, how she talks to I you. I love it. It's so cool. I love that. Yeah. I, I think the instruments definitely talk, talk to us, you know, yeah. like um, I was talking to Maeve Gilchrist and, you know, she was saying like, why do we play music, you know, and our instruments want us to make them sing just like we want the instruments to sing. So it's like you have a garden, you know, the, the time in your garden, you know, wants you to water it <laughs> and you want the time for your focaccia. So, you know, it's <laughs> like you kind of need each other, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's so important, you know. So. Right, right. And that's a, that's a beautiful thought. Um, the way um, Maeve phrased that and mm. you shared that. That's really, that's true. And that's, interesting one of the things that for myself I decided uh, like I did really never formally studied harp I've taken lessons now and again I'm self-taught um, of right wrong and indifferent um, I've learned a lot from like being at harp festivals where I'm actually you know a presenter but I'll tell you I pay attention to what every one of those fabulous harpists is doing and I'm like oh look at, did you hear that? What did, what, how did they do that? Or, Oh, look how relaxed she looks when she plays. Mm. Oh gee, I better like, see if I can do that. <laughs> and so that to me is like, why do I play the harp? Mm. Um, you know, because I love it. Yeah. But you can see that whenever I see you play, you always have so much joy with everything that you're, you're playing every, all the music that you, you know, bring to the stage and, and every single musician I've, talk to sit has the same thing that they feel like they don't have the right training or if they're classical they don't feel like they can play you know um jazz or celtic music well enough or if they're playing you know started with celtic they feel like oh maybe my technique's not right or it's just yeah. like everybody's just different and it's you know just beautiful to see how everybody just kind of learns and it's about your personality coming out on an instrument so right right and that's, and that's what I love when I do have the opportunity to teach like at festivals and things. I, that's what I love sharing because mm. um, I'm, I'm not a technique person, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that, but I love sharing. And I found that that's why people actually want to be in my workshops is because they say, I love the freedom and the joy that you play with that. I want to, I want to feel like that. Oh, like, yeah. oh great. Let's, we'll have fun. <laughs> That's, that's it. That's, you know, why, why sit down if it's going to be agony, right. <laughs> like sit down right. and find the joy in it, you know, and then you can enjoy rehearsing and practicing and, you know, but yeah, that's, that's terrific. I mean, I, and, and you do love teaching too. So um, I do like, how do you approach teaching? You know, do you, uh, when you're working with beginner, do you start them on a specific melody or do you like them to just kind of discover the harp or, you know, like, how do you help, help them find the fun in, in playing? Right. Uh, well, I have done some beginning classes here in my, in my 
town a few years ago. I thought there were people that kept saying, oh, I'd love to play the harp, but I'm too busy or whatever. I thought, well, maybe they just need like a little push. Like maybe if I offer a class, Mm. they'll do it. So I created a, a little short summer course called Your Harp's Delight. And I found um, the maker of some of the cardboard harps who would actually, they, he would drive them partway up to where I live and I'd drive down and pick them up so we didn't have to ship them. But just having, having a small, lightweight harp that people could start on, because, you know, as we know, a harp can be a real investment. And if you're just starting and you don't even know if you're going to like it, um, you know, just having something really easy to start with on is good. And I would start out with simple tunes and we did it all by ear. So, and then we would start with just simple things like thirds and, you know, part of the, you know, part of the group was doing this and part of the group was doing this. So we immediately had like a little harp orchestra and found that, you know, people had a good time. And I would say probably, I did it for a couple of years and a number of the students stayed with me. And I'd say that probably maybe 25% of them are, went on, they, they went to Somerset Mm. as real beginners because they were so into it. They bought harps down there. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. They had the harpaholics for sure. And and they continue to to play, which is really, I think that's fabulous. Oh yeah. I, I, I love that in your program that you included the harp, like as like part of the package, I think that was right. such a brilliant idea. Cause like how many people want to play and they're like, well, I don't have a harp. So, you know, right. And that's the, that kind of stops them. I don't have a harp. I don't know where to get a harp. I, you know, I was just like, no, I've got them. And you know, the people who said after the course, they just said, well, that was really fun, but I'm probably not going to keep doing it. And, and they often would give me or, or sell me their harp. So I would have it for someone else. And it, it was really, and I had even had someone give me um, money to use as a scholarship for if there was someone who couldn't afford it, even though, it, you know, they're not that expensive, but still. Yeah. Uh, that's a beautiful thought. That is so, a beautiful thought. I was able to pass that on to yeah. someone who couldn't afford to do it otherwise. Yeah, I love it. Like when I first read about that program, I'm like, that is so brilliant. I love it. <laughs> I can't take all the credit for it though. I did. Um, Kim Adamson had, had done something similar years and years ago down in Florida and where she lives. And I actually, that's where she lives is where I spend part of my winter every year. Oh, okay. And so we connect down there, but she and her husband built, they actually got the kits wow. and built harps. And I thought, I'm not doing that. <laughs> But I love the idea. And she, that was, the, you know, her point was that, yes, the harp's included. And that just takes that yeah. whole issue of don't have one right out of the way. So you can do it. Brilliant. Totally brilliant. Yeah. And you have other workshops that you have the seasons of harp. I mean, I, I know you said you weren't, you haven't done it in a couple of years, I think, but. A year. Oh, a year. A year. So you, you, do you, were you doing one for every season or you were, you were having. Yes, I okay. did. The seasons of the harp. Um, was a is because I am it's it's uh, on sabbatical right now on this hiatus, is everything so yes. I hope to bring it back <laughs> yes <clears throat> but it was even before this so in 2018 it was an online retreat hmm. for harp players so uh, the whole element they would be um, each season there would be four sessions 
so one a week. And I would use the, the seasons, the, the energy of the seasons, the flow of the seasons um, to build the, the uh, retreat around. So in the fall, things are, you know, starting to um, getting ready to rest and things are this harvest and rest and mm. preparing and then winter would come and and I would use the energy of the seasons in what we were doing so um they would there would be always a guest who um we I usually recorded in advance and so always a guest person and it wasn't always a harp player I had a woman who's one of the top women fly fishing guides in the world um, who also happens to live down the road from me. And she's also a really cool visual artist. And I had her on to talk about creativity and, and explore, you know, these things. So I had harp players and then other, other people on. I had a, a dancer on to talk about movement and creativity. So I'd have a guest. I'd have, uh, I would do a hands-on harp segment, kind of uh, teaching some little thing. Uh, we had the segment Culinary Delights. So it's always a recipe that people could download. And I did a little video with showing the making of the recipe. And um, we had a wellness wisdom uh, and different, different segments. And mm. so <clears throat> it was a lot, it was a lot of fun to do. And I loved creating it and, uh, and doing it and yeah. had, a, had a good time and had a lot of people really enjoyed it. We're definitely lucky having all four seasons in this area too. Yeah, so we can we experience like the changing the leaves and, the snow yeah. and oh, so beautiful. And yeah, how can you not be inspired by that? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, even, you know, in our, in our very being, we're in that flow as well. And so utilizing that instead of fighting it. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, do you do something in person too, that you had like, did you have people going to a retreat like in person too, or is that? Yes, I did. Okay. I did a retreat. It's called nurture in nature. And so here in the beautiful Adirondacks, right on a gorgeous lake with a mountain view. Mm. And um, we did, uh, it was a similar thing to the, the online retreat, except in person. The retreat center we stayed at had an, has an amazing chef. She's a wellness chef. Mm. So she incorporated all these really um, great little wellness segments of, for cooking to talk with us about during our meals mm. while she fed us these incredible meals. And, um, and, and, you know, one of the best parts of the retreat was actually the conversation we had around the table mm. at the end of the day. Um, because we'd have a day where we'd have again, hands on harp things, um, improv. Uh, we had forest bathing, which was a really cool, you know, awareness exercise out in the woods. Um, and in this beautiful setting, people were playing. We were, and we had nice enough weather, we could actually take our harps out right down to the lake and oh, play. Wow. So uh, I was hoping to do that again this year, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the tagline from 2020. We'll see. So <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> So, but, but, um, but what you're doing with your, your one minute meditations are, you know, I think that's a real gift that you're giving to people too. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I have to say that's, um, it's the, the one you're talking about is called just a moment music and it's an online contemplative music series. 
And it's for the series is for an entire year. And, and it's each day you get a different piece of music and they're only one minute long. And I, when I was testing the idea, I would tell people about it and they'd be, well, you know, a minute, what can happen in a minute? A lot. And so a lot can happen in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. And I was, I was very excited about it. I was, I was in the studio and I was recording some one minute pieces for a project I had in mind. And then my engineer said to me, and I've worked with him for over 20 years, so we're, we're good friends. And he said, what do you think about putting these into a daily offering? And of course, first I thought, oh, daily, oh my gosh, how could I pull that together? Uh, and then I thought about it more and more. I was like, yeah. And he said, well, my, he was telling me that his wife has a daily prayer app that she loves that she goes to all the time. It's just a short prayer, but it's, you know, it's a few minutes long and she really loves it. So we ran the idea by her and she was like, well, I, I don't, my prayers take longer than a minute. And so we actually had some of the music and played it for her just in, in a minute. And in, in that minute, I said a small prayer hmm. and it was like complete in its you know, being. And she's like, wow. I said, okay, we're going ahead with this. Yeah. So I have recorded, I've recorded probably 250 wow. pieces. Um, yeah. And there it was really, as an artist, it was the most amazing time. I didn't know I could do that. And I will say that my going to the beach, you know, and taking my harp and just playing what came to me at the time kind of opened the doors to this. Mm. So when I started to do these one minute pieces, I was in the studio, I would sit down, I'd set my phone for like 10 minutes and then I'd turn it on and I'd play and I'd watch so that when a minute was just, you know, just about up, I would do something that would sort of wrap up that piece Mm. I'd stop and I'd wait like 15 seconds and then I'd start another one. Wow. And I could go like one after the other, after the other, and they'd be really different. That's incredible. I, I was like, wow. And that just came I didn't even, you. I didn't know I had this in me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I would play for a while and, and I would just set it in one key. Like I started in E flat um, and I just played in E flat until I felt, okay, I've hmm. done E flat you know, and then I would put it in the key of B flat. So each time only moving one lever, tuning, of course, <laughs> ad nauseum. And, uh, and I just kept doing it. And I, I was like, wow, I had no idea Beautiful. that I had that in me. And they just flowed out. And some are, you know, some you hear it'll sound very, oh, I'll say very comfort foody very Western music-y, you know, and it, and it wraps up, at, you know, as it finishes, it wraps up like you think it comes to that final tonic chord. And then there'll be another one, which is totally like full of space mm. and interesting intervals and not necessarily like melody and chord, um, but tones like, a, you know, a kind of a soundscape. Mm. And then it'll finish more like a question mm. as opposed to, you know, giving you the answer. Yeah, yeah. 
so and each each day a, a subscriber can listen as many times as they want and it has a there's a, a repeat button so if they say one minute i want more they can listen but it's amazing in a minute i mean i tested it on myself and then i did uh, multiple focus groups testing yeah before i even put it out and i have to say that it feels like my my baby my love <laughs> yeah. i just uh I'm just so fascinated by that. And I've spent, you know, I spent all these years expanding my music, like to the point mm. of doing like a suite for harp and symphony. And now I've come down, simplified, simplified, and come to the smaller space. And I just love, you know, the fullness of what music can be in a minute. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I know when I started um, meditating, and I'm like, okay, I'll start with five minutes. And then, you know, and I got one of those apps. I'm like, I can't, I can't take five minutes, like five minutes for myself. I can't find, and you're and like, now I can meditate for like 20 minutes or half, you know, and I'm like, I need this. It helps me feel better. So, you know, I can see people saying, I, I can't take a minute for myself. And then when right. they sit in it, they're like, maybe I need more than a minute. And then, you know, I mean, that's like a gift to give people just to breathe. I think people just aren't right. breathing. You know, we're all like tensed up so much that just to like let go and take a breath. Exactly. Exactly. And that that was kind of my thought was really who doesn't have a minute to give to themselves? Yeah. And it is, you know, it's I I like to think of it as the the person also has to in, be invested in it, be invested in themselves and say, yes, I will do this. You know, there's no alarm that goes off in their clock that says, you know, oh, time to listen. Um, and they have to say, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to put it on and go do something else. I mean, they could do whatever they want, but, but the, the idea being that really, you know, it's only a minute, so you don't have to worry about, you know, it's just going to go too long. Am I, you know, am I going to miss my meeting or am I going to be late to work? No, it's only a minute. I listen to it in the morning. So I, like I said, I really tested it on myself because I don't, um, I just thought, I don't know. I love the idea of this. What, does, it, does it work? And, and as, as the creator of it, as the actual musician playing, I know a lot of times when I listen to my recorded music, I get caught up in um, me as the musician, not listening to the music. But because I didn't actually write this music and learn it and then play it, I just sat down and played it. I hear some of these pieces. I go, wow, hmm. where did that come from? Never heard that before. <laughs> but I tested it on myself and I would listen in the morning and I would realize that I actually was like, oh, at the end of the minute, yeah. I'd listen at night before I went to bed. Oh, I'm ready for sleep now. If I woke up in the middle of the night full of anxieties, I'd put it on repeat and listen to it till I fell asleep. <laughs> and, and that's available on your website, right? There's a subscription on, on your website. Right, actually, so the ad has its own website okay. um, uh, called justamomentmusic.com. And everything is on there. And there's also a link to the YouTube channel where I'm putting some videos. So each daily selection there's also a photograph in, in something in nature and you can choose to look at it or not um i just thought it was looked nice on the page but i wasn't my intention wasn't to draw people into their their device mm. like someone suggested to me oh you should put it do videos for them I'm like yeah that's that's pretty but that's like watching tv that's mm. like 
making someone focus on their phone or their computer as opposed to being with themselves. And that's, you know, my hope for it. That's my intention for it. And as I say, how someone uses it is totally up to them. But, um, but I have created some short videos just to show, like if someone says, well, what can I possibly do in a minute with this music? So I've done some with um, just like a morning salutation, just a minute long, um, simple reflection, watching water. I'm, I'm f- totally fascinated <laughs> by the light and water, moving oh, water. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did one with a, a prayer. Um, I did something with using essential oils with a small ritual using an essential oil just for Mm. relaxation. And it's fascinating to me. Um, I'm having so much fun with it. And people, my subscribers just love it. So that's yay. You you read one with a poem that um, it was a mountain dialogue. Uh, Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I like you asked me why I settled in these emerald mountains and so I smile, mind at ease of itself and say nothing. I was like, oh, my God, that's so perfect. That's so perfect with, like, exactly what you're doing. So, right. And it was interesting that the, that day, so the, the woman who sent that to me in an email, um, she said she read that poem first. She just happened to. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but she just happened to. And then she went to listen to that day's Just a Moment music. And it was a very... Um, um, it was in a pentatonic scale, hmm. so it had a very um, Asian feel to it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, perfect, perfect. So, I, yeah, I did a video where I actually read yeah. the poem having the music play as well. I love when things like that happen. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I read that poem. I, I'm like, oh, my God, this gorgeous poem. So, and yeah. it's by um, Lipo. Lipo, yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. perfect for being in the Adirondacks. I, it is perfect <laughs> for being in the Adirondacks. Yes. So you had asked me before about what what makes me an Adirondack Harper. Yeah, or what you know, like you can't, you took on that name, like for right, right. So I, it's I, yes. As a matter of fact, um, when I moved here almost thirty years ago. Um, I was still commuting back and forth a couple hours south to Albany, where I had lived for many years, and still had a lot of work down there. But I wanted to get more work, you know, in the Adirondacks, so I didn't have to travel as far. Or when I did travel as far, it was through the mountains as opposed to on the highway. So one night we're sitting around the table, my husband and I, and I'm, I'm sure that there was a bottle of wine involved. <laughs> And, every, you know, in the Adirondacks, we, we have our identity, our Adirondack identity, you know, everything's birch bark and, <laughs> you know, and Adirond- so I, I said at one point, you know, well, I should just stick some birch bark on the front of my harp and call myself the Adirondack harper. And I do <laughs> And the next day I'm thinking, well, you know, I don't think I'll stick birch bark on there, but uh, I was like, yeah, I could use the Adirondack harper as my moniker, Mm. branding, and I started doing it. I started just using it, simple advertising at a friend who's a um, fabulous um, photographer. And we did, we did all these photo shoots up on mountaintops Mm. and in guide boats and everything. And, um, and I just created this, um, well, I'd say identity. It was very deep because I, you know, I 
really love being here and love being out in nature. And it, it's definitely has inspired me musically and creatively. So, um, and then I actually, I mean, that a few, few years ago, I was like, okay, I've had enough of that identity. I need to, I need to ditch that. <laughs> I couldn't get rid of it. <laughs> and now I'm glad because it just feels like, okay, I was just, I was just in a different point in the, you know, in my journey. And now I'm, I'm back with that. Hmm. But I just thought, well, how, you know, how wonderful to have an identity. And, and, you know, you think of like the Celtic players, like the, something like the Sligo Fiddler mm-hmm. or, or something musicians had and continue to have identities that link them to a location. Sure. And the, and the music follows the, it, it kind of sings the landscape in, in a lot Ooh, of ways. Beautiful. So, yes. Oh, thanks. Yes. <laughs> like the sleeve, sleeve, uh, Lucra, uh, fiddle music is the mountains. It's the mountain music. Right. You know? And the way right. the breath and how they breathe when they're playing the tunes is totally different than how someone will play the same tune somewhere else. Ooh, so, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's oh, fascinating. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> So if you listen to like Martin Hayes playing a fiddle tune compared to, you know, someone from, I don't know, Donnie Gall playing the same tune, it's going to sound completely different. Right. You know, or right. The, but I guess I didn't take it back to the point of maybe it was like, oh, the mountain, how they were actually breathing. or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In the mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but I love like the, the whole Adirondack Harpus, like it just, it brings this whole cinematic visual into my head like expansive and mount, endless mountains and yeah. like endless possibilities kind of a feel to me at least. But that's- Do you want to be my publicist? <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> you, can, you can keep it all. It's all yours. <laughs> well, thank you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that- you know, interesting. That said, my other identity is this beach. Um, you know, and I—I lo- I mean, beaches in the Adirondacks, um, uh, definitely something. Water's Edge. Mm. You know, I love the Water's Edge, wherever I am. I mean, I love the mountains. I take my harps up the mountains, and and I love doing that. Um, I find it e- a little easier to walk and play on a on a very like long sand beach mm. than I do on a trail in the woods sure. with like tree roots and rocks and stuff. Um, <laughs> I have to be a little more careful, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I just f- found these places that uh, recur in my life. I mean, I grew up going to the beach, but it was the, the, the beaches of Maine and New Hampshire where the water is always refreshing. <laughs> That's a nice and, way to put it. <laughs> Yes. And I just, but I'm still, to me, there's still, I, it's just such a, a draw to these places. There's a power in big water. Oh yeah. And, and especially like I have a friend that grew up uh, near Portland, Maine, and mm-hmm. the sand there is so neat because it has the pine needles in it too. So you smell like the yeah. pine and you smell the, the water. And then it has this like beautiful smell and feel to it that uh, no other beach has. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, I want to yeah. go to the beach again. No, no, <laughs> I, I grew ready. up in, in New Jersey, so we've got like the Jersey Shore, which is beautiful. Going in like Jones Beach in New York. Yeah. Do you have your own label too? Like singing strings? Is that a like your own label for your music too? Or is that? Um, yes, it is. Uh, when I started recording, I realized that I, <laughs> I was just going to be doing it you know, myself, being self-produced. 
And uh, I thought, well, I need to have some kind of umbrella to put my, to put it, what I'm doing under. Mm. And so it's, it's my, it's a DBA that I use and it's my label. So all my recordings, I have um, seven recordings and they're all on the singing strings label and and just uh, seem to make sense to me. Mm. And I love the idea. I sing. I love to sing. I mean, the, the meditative music that I'm doing is all instrumental, but um, normally I normally, whatever's normal, but I love to sing and Mm. I love playing the harp and singing. Oh yeah. So I thought, well, singing, and strings perfect that's perfect yeah, it is yeah i yeah. i love the uh the song that you do of the the harp husband is that the the one of the the one where the woman ke- keeps buying harps in the oh the harpholic blues the, oh that's the one yes that's the one <laughs> the harpholic blues that's the one I have only done that piece once. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. And that was at Somerset. And it was just, I mean, it was, I had the idea of what I wanted to do. Yes. And it was basically, I would say 98% improv. And, and I just, it was so much fun to do. Yeah. Here we are at a harp festival. People are, you know, just harp addicts. Yep. And it was like, okay, I know where I'm going with this, but I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth. Mm. And the, you know, the, the, the audience was fabulous. They just, you know, were feeding me energy mm. and I just kept, you know, going with rolling with that. And then I thought afterwards, I'm like, I don't think I can ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I haven't really been in the, the setting to have the opportunity, but mm. It was so much fun to do and, and just kind of hit the nail on the head. And, and I like that you help dispel the myth of it having to be this genteel, dainty <laughs> instrument. <laughs> you know, you can have fun with it and, and you know, <laughs> sing your songs and do your improv. And, but you can still have this like contemplative, beautiful, meditative music as well. So right. like that huge range yeah. that you have with that. It took me a long time to get to the... The, where I am now with like the contemplative music. I really, when I started on the harp, I started by playing Celtic music. Um, and then I was, well, well, you know, what else can I do? And I did some folk music and I use it mostly primarily accompanying myself singing. Hmm. So what I was doing on the harp was always very, very simple. Um, and I, I just kept it that way because then when I was on stage, I didn't have to think about it. Right. <laughs> I didn't right. have to worry about it. Am I going to play this or am I going to screw it up? So, um, but then there came a point in time I'd been years before that I'd been both the lead singer in a rock band and the lead singer in a blues band. Mm. And I wasn't doing that anymore. I just, my life was such, I mean, I had a family. I, I didn't want to be out, you know, in the bars late at night. And, um, so I wasn't doing that, but I missed, especially like the blues and the jazz music. I did jazz standards. Um, and I really missed that music. And I started thinking, well, surely I can, the harp can handle this, you know? So I started and I was really, you know, I, I didn't know other harp players or I wasn't really um, in tune with, with the, what was going on in the harp world, that there was even a harp world out there. Um, so I was just making it up as I went along and I was having, I had so much fun and discovered so much. And then, you know, 
stumbled upon this world that opened up to me Hmm. and, um, you know, expanded upon that. And I loved being able to, as you say, dispel the myth um, that the harp is just this kind of genteel, dainty, which it does very well, I have to say. It does. But, you know, and it, I found it hard. Like when you do blues on the harp, it can be hard to make the harp sound dirty. You know, and, right. and if you're, I mean, if you use electronics, that's one thing. But if you're just doing it acoustically, it can be really difficult mm. because the harp, that's not the harp's voice. Mm. So I found like, okay, I have to do it other, other way. Like what, what makes the harp sing and sound so, you know, that takes the edge off it? Mm. Oh, it's that beautiful ring that keeps going. Okay, well, when you play the blues, then you're just going to slap those strings and stop that ring and mm-hmm. give it, you know, some sass. Yeah. And, um, and it's so much fun to do that. And the harp is just such an am- amazingly diverse instrument um, that can do so much. Hmm. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. How, yeah. Did, how did you get, I mean, if you didn't know any other harp players, how did you get involved with the harp or how did you find it or how did it find you? It. I guess it found me. I was just finishing college and I was, um, I was graduating from a very liberal arts college where I had been, I was able to write my own major, which was in music performance, composing, arranging, and recording. Cool. And basically I've done all, I've just what I've been doing ever since. So I actually (laughs) used my degree, (laughs) but it was right. And I was playing mostly uh, folk guitar and classical flute at the time and singing. And I happened to be at a conference and I saw someone playing the Celtic harp Hmm. and I said, Oh, that's what I want to play. And I didn't know where to find one, but I found a design Hmm. So I made my, it's a lap size, so I, but I made my first harp. And like I said, I, I not, didn't have the patience really to be an instrument builder. I didn't want to have the patience hmm. to be an instrument builder. Loved playing the harp though. I didn't know anyone who played. So I said, well, how hard can it be? So I figured out, you know, and created my own little um, eclectic style of playing and, um, and just played. And occasionally I'd hear a harp player somewhere and I'd be like, huh, that's interesting. Hmm. But I was happy just, you know, kind of going along doing what I was doing to, on tour, um, performing all over the U S and in Canada. Wow. And, and it's amazingly not stumbling upon, you know, lots of harp players until I did, I guess the, the first was, uh, was going to a Somerset festival. Hmm. I went down to check it out and was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Is there everywhere? <laughs> yes. Yes, in that vendor hall. See, oh, I was yeah. hall right from the get-go. The vendor hall is amazing. Just the yeah. people just playing and then just harp everywhere. Like it's just like, incredible. Yeah. So I also um I also have a monthly sheet music series. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> ask you about that. Martha's Martha's Music Monthly. That's great. And uh I have, people had been asking me for years to publish my music mm. in sheet music form. And even though I, I was a classically trained musician, I don't use a lot of sheet music for the harp. I wanted, when I went to play the harp, I wanted to get off the page because I felt that um, I didn't know how to get off the page. So I was going to you know, force myself off the page. Mm. And 
so now when I play, I don't tend to use sheet music unless I'm supposed to be playing something particular that other people might be playing along with me. <laughs> and they're expecting me to do something. <laughs> Finally, a couple of years ago, I said, okay, I'm going to start publishing music. And I think my first, first thing I did was start publishing the, the beach sketches music, which is the music from um, the beach that hmm. came to me there. And, and then I thought, you know, it would be really good to discipline myself to do this. And I could create a monthly series, which is kind of, would be a fun way instead of just having someone just buy a collection of music. And, and that's that. Yeah. Instead, you have this nice year long connection and every, you know, the first of every month in their e- email, they get a new piece of music. Yeah. And there are all different kinds of music um, that I that I've been writing out, and I've really enjoyed doing that. And um, so it's in its second year now, and I, and I do it. I price it so they get um, twelve pieces, one for each month of the year, and then they get like four bonus pieces at least. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I have another piece. I'm going to send right to them. Oh, nice. So, so for the you know for the cost of it, it's uh, it's a lot more. Um, economical than buying if you're going to buy like a lot of those pieces individually no and, and which they're also available that way yeah but I just like and I you know that's one of the things I love is that the subscribers will tell me that they love like I know when you know you know June 1st comes I'm going to have a new piece of music to play and I can't wait to see what it is and I'm like oh isn't that a treat that's fun and like you said it's it's almost better than getting the whole book because if you get the whole book you're like oh where am I going to start but if you're just getting one piece it's like oh I can work with like I can I can do one minute of you know for myself or I could do one piece instead of like you know it's it's kind of and then you feel like accomplishment that, oh, yeah, I learned the piece this month, you know, instead yeah. of like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go through this entire book of like 15 pieces and I'm going to learn one. But if you have that one and you're like, okay, I can do this. So that's such a great idea. Like, and that's right. such a great gift to give people too. Like you said, in their mailbox or their email, like it's, it's, it's all electronic. Yes. Right? All electronic. Yeah. And so instantly, boom, they have it. So, yeah. And they can't lose it either, which is nice. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> well, they have access, you know, throughout the whole year to all the pieces. So. Yeah, and um, the link to that is also on your website. Too. Yes, that's on my ADK Harper okay. website. So ADK is the official abbreviation of Adirondacks, and thus the strange-looking email or the website address. Mm. Can you talk a bit about the work you did with uh, the Taiko Drum Group? Taiko Drums, it's a Taiko, um, it's Japanese um, group of drums. And there's a Taiko Drum Group um, across the water from me in Burlington, Vermont. Oh. Oh. And I had seen them in performance. And I, at the time, as many years ago, I was very fanatically into the martial arts, into a Japanese style of martial arts. So I was really into this very physical um, form of drumming. I mean, drumming is physical Mm. by nature, but you're right. There are these drums that are like, I don't know, six feet, you know, in diameter or bigger than that, Mm. they're huge. And then a lot of the drums, the small drums, they're played the drum is held between the knees, but the person is in a sit-up position mm. the whole time they're playing. 
<laughs> these people are very physically fit. And it's just very, and I think that the idea of the, the drums, drums like wake the dead. Drumming is a very, it's a mm. connection to the spiritual world. Oh yeah. And so it's very, ah, oh, it's so cool. All the, and there's all these different drums and, you know, really like thundering heads and stick sounds and everything. And um, I love that. And I had this, this piece that I had written called A Good Day to Die, which basically was kind of the clash of this, you know, middle-aged woman that I was in, you know, in appearances and life and whatever, and this passionate person within whose spirit was restless and and I just thought wouldn't that be cool with Tycho drums and so for my 50th birthday I decided that I would host a big concert at our arts center and I got the Tycho drums to come I got underwriters to you know to cover the expense of bringing these people over I went over and went to their rehearsals listened to what they were doing. We rehearsed together. Um, and we had like one performance. Wow. The logistics were something to figure out. Yeah, I could imagine. But, and, and it was even, I didn't realize that at, on stage, because they were coming on in the second half of the show, we had to literally move like all the, the snakes, the wires for the microphones and everything mm. off the stage that had been there for the first half of the show wow. to get these drums on. Wow. It's like, you know, we find that out during the sound check. It's like, oh, Ooh. huh. Didn't think of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I was really cool though. And I just, things like that are what really, um, they, they just feed my spirit mm. and I love it. I'm, if this is my life and my adventure, then when I'm doing things, let's, like explore what would this be like yeah so it, when they're playing I mean um they have that is it called the, the Joha Q like where they have the breath in between and that's why they have like especially the big drums they have a specific way to like right play, right it's not just like banging the drum it's right no it's it's very um uh, well I guess they're, they're definitely a form forms mm. to how they how they do this. So it's, visually it's very exciting mm. um, to watch them. You know, I was like, I was set in front of them and I just wanted to turn around and watch them. <laughs> <laughs> and the same, I did a, I did a piece for a ballet company mm. and I had the, the delight of being able to perform with them live several times. Oh. Well, here I am playing and there's these like scantily clad beautifully athletic people you know dancing within two feet of me I'm like I don't know how I'm supposed to play the harp here this is too beautiful to watch what mm. <laughs> was that up in Lake Placid or was that um that was both Lake Placid and New York City the company is based in New York and so we did something down there and then also up in Lake Placid oh nice and the Lake Placid Symphony is the one that did your piece with you the Heart piece that you did yes so yes awesome. yeah so the, that's actually the lake placid sinfonietta oh which right. is a, a summer um ensemble okay and so professional players who are uh part of that they they want to be up here it's a beautiful place to be mm. in the in the summer so they'll come up and they're working um and provides you know, this great concert series in the summer. So I've, I've been a soloist, a guest soloist with them several times. Awesome. 
Yeah. That's so cool. Like, I just love, like, you're just like, let's try it. Let me do it. I'm going to try this. <laughs> yeah. That sounds cool. Let me try. <laughs> well, the hardest part for me with the symphony was actually following the conductor. I'm like, oh, I have to follow somebody? <laughs> Believe me, uh, speaking as someone who's conducted, like, musicians, like, tend to not look at you. <laughs> it's not just you. <laughs> Especially when I'm working with high school students. <laughs> I see them like stuck in their music and I'm like, I'm over here. Right. I've like during rehearsals for like, or uh, for musicals, like, uh, you know, the pit rehearsing the pit and I'm like, I cut them off and then they're still playing. And then, you know, and I'm like, what? I'm like, I get no respect. I'm like, Hey, I'm like, right. I'm like Rodney Dangerfield over here. Come on. <laughs> oh, it has nothing. It's, it's not you, Maureen. No, it's no, not it's, you. and I get <laughs> it. Yeah, well, what I'm playing too is sometimes I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know what I'm doing. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, you know, that's one of the reasons I actually don't like to use sheet music as well, is because even if I'm not trying to follow anybody else, hmm. um, is that to me, I love being on stage. I love performing. I love that conversation with these people that I may know or not know mm -hmm. and the energy exchange and, and to me, having a music stand between me and them is like having a, it's just having a barrier. Yeah. And if I'm looking at that, I'm not looking at them. And it's also this physical barrier. So I just, you know, I don't yeah. unless like when I played with the, played with the symphony, I, I did because I thought I should know where I was in the piece. <laughs> but you're right though. Like when you get off the, the page, that's where the music really happens, you know, right? and the connection right. with the audience. And you definitely, every time I've seen you perform, you always connect with the audience. Like, you know, even in your, like the recordings that you were doing, like when you're doing the sun salutation and when you're doing aromatherapy too, you know, you, you, you could see that you really like look through the camera, you're looking at, you know, the people beyond there. So, you, could, right. you know, that's that genuineness that you can totally see, which is like, what makes you such a wonderful performer and just all around amazing person. So inspiring. Thank you, Maureen. Oh. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You made my day. Thank oh, you. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for all the hard like work that you're doing and like all the passion that you, I'd say like you're just passionate about everything that you, you do, which is so awesome that, you know, you're always finding something new, you know, whether it's, you know, making focaccia bread and writing a song about it. Or like, oh, I was only about the time. Only the about the time. Bread. I, didn't even, I didn't even get to the rosemary part yet. <laughs> so those, and those are the things that it's just like, I find inspiration everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. So I, I just try to use it. So I'm like, well, isn't that what, I mean, that's what our lives are made up yeah. of. I mean, we have these big, glorious moments, but a lot of life is made up of these little, beautiful moments. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and if you can boil it down to help people to remember that in those like one minutes that, you know, segments that you're doing. Right. That's such a huge gift to people just to like, or someone's having a bad day or they're stressed out. Like, Hey, you know what? Just listen to this. It'll calm you down. It'll get you more right. centered, grounded, you know. Oh, I thought I actually, I have a, t this morning I got an email that came in about hmm. Just a Moment Music. So if I can share that with you, it's really sure, short. Sure, yeah, yeah. But it just said, hello, Martha. In times as they are, your moment is a beautiful way to pause and take a breath before my day begins. 
I love that your moment comes in the wee hours of the morning and drifts away at day's end, making room for a new moment to carry me through the new day. Today's gift felt extra special. Hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, that's, yes, that's what I hoped for people. Yeah. I just, just know that uh, music has, you know, has the healing power. It does. And. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad the harp found you and that, you know, that it took you, you know, all over the place that I get to meet you too. So I wouldn't have met you if it wasn't for the harp. That's right. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for that. Whoever, whoever. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, serendipity. And (laughs) Martha, uh, would you mind sharing um, a brief meditation with us? I would love to do that. I have one um, that I really like um, from Taknahan, and um, it's very simple. Close your eyes and just relax. Breathing in and out. Breathing in. I know I am breathing in. Breathing out, I know I am breathing out. Breathing in, my breath grows deep. Breathing out, my breath grows slow. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I feel at ease. Breathing in, I smile. Breathing out, I release. Breathing in, dwelling in the present moment. Breathing out, it is a wonderful moment. Beautiful. Thank you so much for leading us in in that. Thank you so much. That was just a beautiful way to end this wonderful conversation um and i hope it'll inspire more people to to go and and listen to your music and be inspired to just take that time for themselves so i think that makes all the difference so um and so how can people reach you if they want to find out more about you so we have your your website the adk adk harper okay dot com and just a moment music.com. Those are my two websites. Okay. And then, of course, I'm on Facebook um, with uh, Martha Gallagher Music and Just a Moment Music. Excellent. And it will, I know you're going to put links I will. up for people. And then and you I have t- some YouTube channels. And- Excellent. And your Bandcamp, too. 
Uh, Bandcamp. Yes, my Bandcamp site, which has music. Um, you can download that, but also has um, all my sheet music is up there as well. Excellent. So, uh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so and the sheet, much. I was going to say the, uh, the sheet music is I write it, you know, it's written for harp, but I put guitar chords in. So if you have someone oh, who's say yeah. someone who plays flute and with a guitar player, they can play together. It can be played on keyboards. Yeah, yeah. So it's not strictly um, harp. Yeah. Oh, terrific. So thank you so much. And, and I hope that, you know, it's beautiful weather by me. I hope it's beautiful by you um, that you get out there to enjoy some of this gorgeous day out in the middle of the mountains. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me. And I will. My pleasure, Maureen. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is really oh, um, such a wonderful thing that you're doing. And I love that the interviews that I've heard to date and this is just great and i'm delighted to um, have been a guest so thank you very much thank you thanks for listening to moon over the trees music and theater productions podcast dive into the show notes at moonoverthetrees.com and if you enjoyed the show please share it with a friend and subscribe to the podcast